This is the Bed Bug Specialist Podcast. This podcast is created to help educate the public and pest control professionals on bed bug news, facts, tools, and treatment methods. Follow, like, and share this podcast. And if you give us a five star review on iTunes, you'll be entered in a monthly drawing to win a gift valued at $50. Find us on iTunes and Stitcher, Google Music, Spotify, Podbean, and iHeartRadio. You can contact the show at 918 960 0829 or email us at podcast at TulsaBedBugSpecialist.com. Our Twitter is at TulsaBedBug. Our website, TulsaBedBugSpecialist.com. And you can also find this podcast on YouTube. Now, here's today's episode. Hey guys, um, back for another podcast. Today's podcast will be the truth about DDT. DDT was a pesticide used way back in the day, um, uh, I think the uh, 30s, 40s, and 50s, around that time. But there are some misconceptions that bed bugs have came back because of that product being outlawed. The, the truth for DDT is people were getting sick, people were getting cancer, and women were having birth defects as well. Um, so, um, and then it was outlawed and there's, um, some arguments saying that, you know, if we, if it wasn't outlawed, we wouldn't have the bed bug problem that we have now. There's other people that say that if, you know, if we did have DDT, we wouldn't have this bed bug problem. I'm under the, I'm under the side that would say that we would still have a problem because travel has gotten so cheaper, um, items travel so quick, um, delivery of different things. You can buy anything uh, across the country, across the world, um, and travel is so cheap, hotels, um, now Airbnb. So I really think we would still have as much of a problem if we still have that product. Uh, we still have, and right now we have extremely effective products and methods on killing bed bugs. Um, so I don't know what the idea, I guess the idea was that DDT was, anybody was able to use it and that was probably a big problem. Um, just like the products that we use at our uh, company, everybody's not able and licensed and experienced to use a product. So because we know how to use it safely and we've been trained with certain products and pesticides and insecticides. So, and also it's not just the product being used that is the way, is the reason bed bugs, um, you get extermination or it's not just the treat, it's not just one product that we use or one solution or spray that kills the bed bugs it's a, a a myriad of doing different things methods um, steps uh, processes we have that we've created that have made uh, killing bed bugs efficiently and effectively you know in our company anyway so anyway that's a um, so today we have an article that's going to be read 
um, and that'll be it for today so remember um, please uh, follow like and share uh, this podcast and also if you want to send a question um, you can we have an email uh, we have a I'm sorry a voicemail set up just for this podcast it's 918-960-0829 and an email you can email us at podcast at Tulsa bedbug specialist.com and our Twitter is Tulsa bedbug and so any contact us let us know five star review we're giving a gift card away for any uh, for one person who uh, gives us a five star review on iTunes so um, and as of right now we don't have any so here in a couple weeks if you're the first one to do it then you'll get the gift card um, so, um, yeah, so here we go for the next, uh, the truth about DDT, um, podcast, uh, episode, um, and also I'm going to start doing a quote and I forgot that quick. I had it pulled up on my computer, but I wanted to start, um, every episode, uh, inspirational quote, and I'm kind of late. I should have started out with that, but today's quote will be uh, by Frederick Douglass. Um, he he was a, a abolitionist, um, American abolitionist, and uh, his quote is, "If there's no struggle, there's no progress." Um, so yeah. Um, anyway, so this is going to be another informative episode. Um, and so yeah, um, like I say, follow, like, and share. Give me feedback how things are going. If they're getting better, um, let me know. Thanks, guys. Pesticides Action Network. Pan. www.pana.org. DDT for bedbugs. Article by Carl Tupper. It was only a matter of time. Lately, newspapers have been filled with stories about the return of bedbugs, those nocturnal bloodsuckers that most of us had previously encountered only in our parents' nightly admonition to not let them bite. I grew up thinking that they weren't even real, just something adults made up along the lines of the boogeyman, monsters, and the tooth fairy. But they are indeed real, and they were once common in the U.S., until... As nearly every contemporary article about their resurgence points out, they were eliminated by the use of DDT just after World War II. So it was only a matter of time before people started blaming the current resurgence of bedbugs on EPA's ban on DDT. Luckily, this erroneous claim has until recently been confined to anti-environmentalist authors on the fringes of the right wing, those same folks who spread doubt about global warming and the health effects of toxic chemicals many of whom also used to deny the harms of smoking. I'm thinking in particular about a column that appeared a month ago in the New York Post by Paul Dreisen, and a July 29th dispatch on the American Council on Science and Health's website. According to ACSH's executive director, Dr. Gilbert Ross, quote, The resurgence of bedbugs can be at least partially attributed to the prohibition of DDT and other highly effective pesticides. Unfortunately, because of the draconian restrictions instituted against the use of the pesticides due to superstition and chemophobia, bedbugs now have the upper foreleg here. End quote. Dryson opines that, quote, 
New Yorkers want real solutions to bedbugs, including affordable insecticides that work. Fear and loathing from decades of chemophobic indoctrination are slowly giving way to a healthy, renewed recognition that the risk of not using chemicals can be greater than the risk of using them carefully. Eco-myths are being replaced with more informed discussions about the alleged effects of DDT and other pesticides on humans and wildlife. End quote. And then spends the rest of the column railing against the EPA's ban on DDT. While he stops short of explicitly blaming the DDT ban for the resurgence of bedbugs, it's strongly implied throughout the column. The facts. There are a couple big problems with this narrative. One is that DDT was banned in the U.S. in 1972, but it wasn't until just a few years ago that bedbugs returned to our shores. 30 years is an awfully long lag time. Another is that bedbugs still plague many parts of the world where homes are still sprayed with DDT for malaria control. But what's most problematic is that bedbugs are resistant to DDT. So even if exterminators could have been using it all this time, it wouldn't have done anyone any good. As early as 1948, DDT-resistant bedbugs were noted in Hawaii, and a 1958 paper in the Bulletin of the World Health Organization found resistance in bedbugs collected from sites around the world. A few years later, as documented in an excellent post at New York First Bedbugs, the U.S. Army Environmental Hygiene Agency Medical Entomology Division was noting DDT resistance emerging elsewhere in the U.S., and by 1982, the World Health Organization was reporting that bedbugs were resistant to DDT almost everywhere. An EPA-CDC joint statement notes that bedbugs were widely resistant by the mid-1950s, 15 to 20 years before the EPA banned domestic DDT use. And these bloodsuckers haven't lost their resistance since we stopped using DDT. Two recent studies from the Journal of Agricultural and Urban Entomology and Pest Control Technology confirm as much. And by the way, there are more effective, less toxic solutions. Dryson and ACSH have a long history of distorting the facts on DDT and other environmental issues, so it's not surprising that they've gotten the bedbug story wrong. What worries me is that this misconception will spread and will be used as a launchpad for jumping to another misguided conclusion, that DDT should be brought back to fight bedbugs. In fact, that's already happening. Just last month, the New York Times repeated the myth Quote, bedbugs, once nearly eradicated, have spread across New York City, in part because of the decline in the use of DDT, end quote. And the Washington Post recently made the same mistake. And now, calls for bringing back DDT are starting to be heard in the blogosphere. Unfortunately, myths are easier to start than they are to correct, even when the facts are readily available. Let's hope the calls for renewed use of DDT against bedbugs fizzle in the blogosphere, and don't infest the mainstream media. That's today's episode. Thank you for listening. Remember to share and like this podcast and Google us at Tulsa Bed Bug Specialist. <laughs>